Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord, church. Amen. Good to see everybody out this morning. Thank the Lord for the clock. Amen. Sharon won't have to be giving me signals. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, for just a few moments, I want to talk to you about my subject matter will be about the supernatural power. Amen. Brother Jerry, we're not going to talk about Superman or Batman and Robin, but we're going to talk about a super God. Amen. That wants to do wants to do mightily in our life. Brother Daryl, if you join with me this morning in Ephesians 3 and verse 20. We'll read, I'd like for the whole church, if you would, we'll read this scripture together and then we'll have a word of prayer. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 3 and 20 reads like this. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according, church say according, according. to the power, come on, power, that worketh in us. Amen. Let's have prayer. Precious Jesus, truly we do love you and we do praise you. We do thank you, God. We love you so much. Thank you for this opportunity, God, to talk to our hearts, our souls, and our mind. God, you said your word will return to you void. It would accomplish what you please. God, we ask you to pour it in so, God, we can pour it out. God, we love you and we praise you, Lord. Thank you for that power. God, and everybody said amen. Give the Lord a big cheer. Amen. Amen, amen. You can be seated. Amen. We can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Amen. For a few moments, I'd like to talk to you about exceedingly abundantly power. Amen. Uh, I wasn't going to start off here, Sister Danielle, but I might as well. Um, I have a, I wish... Uh, Brother Tyson, that I had hobbies. I don't have no hobbies. I've always wanted to be a big land baron. Uh, I've always wanted to buy property. Me and Brother Kevin, uh, I wish I collected cars and baseball cards and, and sports cars, but I just don't do that, Sister Jen. But anyway, long story short, um, somebody told me one time, Sister Rayleigh, they said, uh, Wayne, do you realize how much money Sharon saved y'all? by her not allowing you to buy everything that you've always wanted. So I'd like to ask you this question. I said, have you ever thought about how much money Sharon's cost me by not letting me buy everything that I've wanted? Now, I just want you to do the math with me real quick. When the bottom in the real estate market, it fell out. Homes in chief when you could buy a nice home for $40,000, Brother Pope. So if just simple chief math, if you bought 10 houses for $40,000, you'd been indebted for $400,000. 
today's market, that same house worth $100,000. So let's do the math again, church. So if you had those 10 houses that she would not allow me to buy, Brother Billy, we now have $100,000 worth of worth. Church, say amen. In Chiefland, that's pretty impressive. I don't know about here in Hatch Bend, but in Chiefland, a $600,000 profit is a pretty good impressive thing, Sister Edith. Amen. So, so what are you driving at? What I'm driving at is, is all those times that she told me no, Brother Pope, we could be counting $100,000 now. Amen. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. See, if you want that exceedingly abundantly faith, that, that deutimous power, that faith that, you know, we all, the Bible said that we're all given a measure. We all have a measure of faith. Now, we can either just keep what little bit we got, keep it in a box, Sister Joyce, and never let it exercise, never let it get out of the box. But Jesus said, he said in John, and think about this, in John 14, 12 through 14, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, the church said, Will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. He said, If ye shall ask anything in my name, Church, you ought to say amen right there, brother. Amen. If you shall ask anything in my name, he said, I will do it. So see, the thing is, he said in Acts 1 and 8, he said, but ye shall receive, church, say power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, all of us has got the Holy Ghost. We don't need to go to Walmart and buy more. Come on, church. We don't need to go buy more faith. God said when we, what did he say right here? He said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. I was thinking about if Brother Junior had called Brother Danny and said, he said, Brother Danny, he said, now look, he said, he said, my washing machine don't work, my air conditioner don't work, my stove don't work. Could you come over and look at my power box and see what's going on, Brother Jerry? Brother Danny goes over and talks with Brother Junior, and he opens up the panel box, and he says, my goodness, man. He says, you only got 100-amp service. He said, to run all that stuff, Sister David, that you need, you need a 200-amp service. He said, we need to upgrade this power so you can run all the appliances that you got so it can take care of what you have need of. But see, we don't have that problem. Brother Chris, we got all the power, all the faith, all that we need. He said, that, he said when you receive the power, if you get the Holy Ghost, you got all the power that you need. You just need to believe. He said, God's done gave you that measure of faith. You just need to put that faith to work. The Bible said that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So, Brother Wayne, how do we get more faith? Brother Pope, we just got to get in the word. We got to get that word on the inside. That's why it's important to saturate yourself in the word. That's why it's called a living word, Sister Edith, because that, that faith, see, the more you exercise your faith, the more faith you get, Brother Jerry. Just the more you'll just step out there and you'll just trust God and say, God, don't say, God, can you, but just thank God for your miracle that's already coming. 
He said he can do exceedingly abundantly above. I don't know about y'all, but I ask Sharon. I can ask about a lot of things. I ask her all the time. I said, honey, what do you think about? You, you ever think about retiring? No, I don't. I think about that every day. Every day, Brother Michael, I get up and go to work. I think about retiring every day. I always tell people there's two scriptures that Sharon knows. A man that don't work, don't eat. And a man that don't provide for his family is worse than an infidel. She's got that part down past, Sister Susan. She understands that husband's got to go, I want to retire, church. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I think about that. See, that's the thing. If you want more faith, you got all you need inside. You just got, Brother Wayne, we just got to take the lid off that thing. See, if you want to have that supernatural, isn't that what it said? Supernatural power. You got all, if you got the Holy Ghost, Brother Rayleigh, you got all you need. We just got to step out there by faith, Sister Jen, and just let God do what God does. When you feel like you ain't got enough faith, just get in the Word of God and read some more. Read some more. Because the Bible said in Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, but without faith. Come on, somebody. Without faith. He said it's impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and, and that he is rewarder them that diligently seek him. Amen, church? But a lot of times we're like Paul told Timothy. See, a lot of times we find ourselves like in 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7, Paul said, when I call to remembrance thy unfringed faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice. And he said, I am persuaded. Sister Smith, I am persuaded that that's faith that we need to take us to, to, from here to Calvary is already inside of us. Those stories that we read about in the Bible ain't just Bible time. It's for us today. The Bible said he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. All we got to do is allow God to work in our lives. So if we want that, don't you want that supernatural faith? You know, Sister Amanda preached last week about boldness. I want some of that Holy Ghost boldness. But I want that supernatural faith. Church, say amen. If y'all help me out, this will go a little bit faster. He said, he said in verse 6, he said, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. You know, after maybe after all week the devil's bombarded you in your mind or bombarded you at work or bombarded you at school. Maybe you just need to steal some time away, sister boy, to just stir up that gift. Just stir that thing up. Just... You know, I, I don't mean to, to, to sound silly, but, but, you know, it's like a pot of greens. You know, the more you warm up a pot of greens, they just get better and better and better and better. But you know, that's the way faith is, Brother Jay. The more you let God work in your life and the more you allow God to work, the more you want to just. Have you ever been in a place so silly that you just needed God to just stir it up? So, Debbie, you know what I'm talking about? Just God stir that faith up inside of me. Because, see, the devil would say, oh, that, that's, that's the old days. That, that don't happen. But if we're going on that, we're apostolic Pentecostal people, church. We believe in the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost. We believe when the Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We st I still believe that. Good God, I feel God, church. I'm telling you, 
God's a powerful God. He's not a God that's asleep. He's not on a journey. He's not on vacation. They didn't have a different Holy Ghost back in the apostles' time. They got the same Holy Ghost. We got the same Holy Ghost they've got. Can I just step out here just a little bit and sit Chris, I don't want to lose nobody. But, you know, we, we got comfort. Church, say, oh, See, the thing is, we, we don't have that need pushing like that. That's why Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, I know it's inside of you. I know it's inside of you, Timothy. Can't you just reach out? He said, because you know what? It was in your grandmother, Lois, and he said it was in your mother, Eunice, and he said, I am persuaded. But, but here's what, in verse 7, it says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I told y'all last time that I, I get, get, was given an opportunity to um to speak to y'all that Sharon brought home a cat to our house, a little kitten, and I won't go back over that story. But here's the crazy thing about this thing, Brother Jerry, is as I watched that little kitten, you know, when we first got cats way back yonder, um, I didn't, because I'm just kind of silly, I did not realize that cats knew what kitty litter was all about, Sister Summer. I told Sharon, said, we just get this stuff, put it in a box of cats. I said, you're crazy. Cat don't know what a kitten, sure enough, the little cat went in a kitty litter box and used it. So, so anyway, uh, uh, I, I put this cat, this cat was sitting outside on, on, our, on our concrete patio thing. And the squirrel was barking, and the bird was a singing, and that little, that little cat was just going, she was just spazzing out. Because well, she, she's never had to eat a wild bird or a wild squirrel because mom and daddy's always gave her water, and we gave her food and all that kind of stuff. Now, I'm going somewhere now, church. See? And then we have a big 100 and about 20-pound lab. He's a big boy. Because his daddy likes to feed him. He believes in, I know it's wrong, but I... If his, my mama said, if his mouth is open, put food in it. Amen. So anyway, this big lab comes walking across that back porch, and that little kitten said, just bowed up and started hissing. I'm thinking, little girl, you don't realize he could just grab you and bite you right in half. But my point is, is this, Brother Danny, we didn't have to teach her any of that. I didn't have to set her down and say, look here now, when that big dog comes to you, you bow up and you run up that tree. But Wayne, I didn't have to teach her that. It was already inside her, Sister Danielle. See, what I'm trying to tell you is God's already, you got the Holy Ghost. You got God living on the inside of you. When the devil comes to you and says, God, don't do that no more. You're not healed or your family's not going to be saved. You're not going to get that promotion. You're not going to, finances aren't going to get met. Please don't give no extra money. Paul told Timothy, he said, just stir it up. He said, I'm persuaded. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that it's inside of you. Just stir it up. I want to talk to you really, really quickly about four little fellas in the Bible that is supernatural power, some extreme faith. We know about Elijah, 1 Kings 17, 1 through 6. It says, Elijah the Tishabite, who was in the inhabitants of Gilad, said unto Ahab, said unto the king, could you imagine going to the White House and telling Donald Trump this? As the Lord of Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall no shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. That's what he said, Pastor. According to my word, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, "Get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook of Cherith." That is before Jordan, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and have come. He said, 
I, church say I, have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Now don't raise your hands, Brother Brian, but I wonder how many people God would have lost us right then. What do you mean you're going to get a bird to feed me? But you understand that, see, that that drought didn't just affect old King Ahab. It affected everybody. It affected Elijah. He said, so he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. Wouldn't it be nice if we, Brother Darrell, if we could just believe the word of God like that? The Bible said Elijah just went. God said, go to the brook. I'm going to have a, I can imagine Downton Thomas, Wayne Williams, oh, not a bird. Come on, God, a bird has got a little beak about this big. You're going to feed me? But the Bible says, so he went and did according to the word of the Lord, and for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And if you'll read on that story there, Brother Leonard, the Bible said when the brook dried up, God just moved him on. God's going to take care of us, church. We just got to trust God. We got to have that supernatural faith, right? Now, here's one of my favorite stories, and I know this is kind of a rough story, but please bear with me. It's in the Bible. Now, this is a story for me and Brother Wayne, the Brother Wayne's this morning. And we'll throw Brother Chris in there, too. And he went up in 2 Kings 2, verse 23 and 24, said he went up from thence unto Bethel, talking about Elisha, and as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him. I've heard this before. And said unto him, go up thy bald head, go up thy bald head. That's pretty mean. The man of God didn't find much humor in that church. Said he turned back and looked on them and cursed them in the name of the Lord, and there came out two she-bears out of the woods and there and tear 42 children of them. So the next time you don't make fun of my little bald head, be looking at Brother Wayne ain't looking to the woods, Sister Kathy, in case a couple she-bears come out. But here's what I'm trying to drive at this morning, as extreme as that sounds. The Bible said that the man of God called out two bears. There's nothing impossible to you that believe, church. If God can convince you to just eat the whole book, don't treat it like a buffet. Don't eat some and leave some. I'll let that apply when the man of God stands or the woman of God stands and preaches you the unadulterated word of God. You got to receive the word of God there. Because we done told you that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, I know we were just, I was being a little humorous about Elijah and Elisha. But as extreme as that seems and as extreme as that sounds, Sister Amanda, it's the same God that we serve today. That's the same God. He's, he's not a different God. What your problems, whatever you have in your life does not scare God. The only thing that can derail your faith is you, sister. Sister Amy, the only thing that can stop God from working in mine in your life is me and you. Because we done read the very first scripture we read said he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. But he put it back on us, Sister Terry, and he said according to the power that works inside of you. So, Sister Lana, we can't look at our spouse, we can't look at our kids, we can't look at our neighbors and blame them. 
Paul told Timothy we need to stir up that gift. The Lord told a man one time, he said, eat the whole book. It'd be sweet in your mouth like honey, but it'd be bitter in your belly. Sometimes, Brother Wayne, this word of God comes in easy, but it, it hurts in here sometimes. Amen? The word said the word's sharper than a two-edged sword. It'll cut coming in and coming out. And this I'll move on in Matthew 17 and 27. It's when the folks come to Peter and said, don't your master pay taxes? And this is what the Lord said. He told Peter, he said, notwithstanding, in verse 27, at least we should offend them. Go thou to the sea and cast a hook. Take up the fish that first cometh up, and when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. Now, could I see by a showing of hands anybody in here has ever went fishing before? It's a pretty good number. Amen. Has anybody opened a fish's mouth and seen a coin? We'll have to have altar prayer here in just a few minutes. God forgive me. Now, here's what I wonder about right here, just for just a few minutes. He wasn't talking to Wayne Williams that was a grocery man that bagged groceries or chased carts. He was talking to an experienced fisherman. How many fish, Sister Lana, you reckon old Peter ever caught in his career? I wonder how many fishes he ever opened up and got a coin out of his mouth. See, Brother Chris, we say, well, he's a disciple of Christ. He's seen Christ do all those miracles, but he's the same man that denied Christ. But by faith, Sister Osborne, he stepped out and he said, I'm going by. Jesus said, the first fish that comes up, the first fish, you just open this mouth. You know, imagine how much faith, Brother Bobby, that must have took for a man that was a commercial fisherman. We're talking about supernatural power. I'm thankful for a God that gives us supernatural power. I'm thankful that we're not deficient, Sister Smith. God's gave us everything that we need. Think about that, church. That same God that met Peter's need, Sister Danielle's going to meet mine in your need. When the devil comes to us, Brother Danny, and says, you know what? God's never going to do that for you. God's not going to answer that prayer. You know, a lot of times Brother Wayne tells stories about God's healing, but God's so much more than a healer. Amen. I got so many great stories to tell you about Jesus. Not today, but, but we, we got a God that just changes people's life. God will put you in a place to get a job just to show you that you never would have got, but God opened up doors. God can open doors that no man can shut, and he can shut doors that no man can open, church. Real quickly, and I got to go. I'm going to tell you real quickly about a man named Caleb. You all know the story, but just bear with me just a few moments in Numbers 13, 25, and 33. And it said when they returned from searching the land for 40 days, and they went and came to Moses and Aaron to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And we all know the story that God had told them to send out 12 spies, and they went out. And they, 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 I don't know about y'all, but I worked in the grocery business for almost 20 years, and, and I was produce manager for four or five years. But I have never seen a clump of grapes that two men had to bring in carrying on a staff. 
Brother Kevin, can you imagine? Brother Kevin used to work at Winn-Dixie. He worked, I goofed off. But anyway, they just, I've never seen that. You know, our, our, our grapes just come in a little crate. You, there's about 12 little bags in you, pick, pick them out. Wouldn't you have thought that would have been enough right there, Sister Joyce? Right there would have been enough. Now, they seen them grapes that men had to tote. You just thought that would have been enough. And it's in verse 27, said, They told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. There's that word. In verse 28, there it is. That's where doubt step in right there, Sister Jen. Two folks is saying, y'all see the evidence. These people that's talking to you, Sister Debbie, they seen the evidence. But Satan just dropped this one word there. That one word messed up the whole pot, Sister Donna. It said, nevertheless, the people be strong to dwell in the land, and the cities are walled, and a very great, moreover, and very great, and moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, and the Anakites dwell in the land south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea, and by the coast of Jordan. The man of God, Brother Toby, stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able, Brother Jerry, to overcome it. Now, how many of you folks have ever went to buy something? That salesman gets you in that chair. He don't want you to leave. He don't want you to say, tell him, I'm going to think about this, Brother Pope, and call you back. He wants you to stay in that chair so he can talk to you. Because he understands his chances of you calling him back is very slim. But Larry, if you leave, you probably ain't going to call him back because you're going to have time to think about it, and, and you're probably going to talk yourself out of it. I've probably bought things like that before, Sister Z, by not getting up and leaving. Amen. That's why Caleb said, let's go up at once. You see the evidence. Let's move right now before you got time for that nevertheless to start sinking into your mind. When God tells you to get up and move, you need to get up right then. God tells you to do something, you need to get up right then and you need to do it. God tells you to pray. God tells you to read. God lays on your heart to fast, Sister Amy. You need to get after it right then. Because it ain't very long. Nevertheless shows up. I don't guess y'all had very many neverthelesses in y'all's life, but, but I've had some of them in my life, Sister Summer. He said, but to the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report. Sister Amanda, there's always somebody in the house to bring up an evil report. Which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land eateth up, up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And here's where we are. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight. Nevertheless, them pushed it out of there, Brother Tyson. It's over with now. But Pastor, God wasn't happy with their decision. We all know the story that, and we're going to read on here in just a few minutes in Numbers 14, 1 through 10. It says, All the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said, And the wood God that we had died in the land of Egypt, 
Can you imagine? They wish they could go back into a bondage because 10 folks just said nevertheless. They forgot about how Pharaoh had treated them, Sister Melinda, and how he'd killed their sons and how they had beat them and how mean he was to them and how they were slaves back in there. I've had times, Brother Jerry, in my walk with God, some of those nevertheless moments has come into my life, Sister Betty. And Satan said, you'd just be better off if you just go right back. I've had people that I loved and people that I trusted kick me in the shins and I cried like a baby. Slobber run down. I had a wife that looked at me eyeball to eyeball. She said, son, it's time to get over that. I said, but God, I hurt so bad. She said, you got to suck it up. We got to go. Because see, if I stayed there, I was going to die. These folks had forgot about that. They forgot about how mean Pharaoh was to them. You listen to that nevertheless voice, that supernatural power you won't never have. Because he'll carry you back into bondage every chance you allow him. You, I heard a preacher say just the other day, you just crack that door just a little bit, nevertheless will show up and drag you right back into bondage. He wants you to crack that door, but God wants you to have that supernatural power. And it said... Wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be prayed? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain. Let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their face before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jabu, which were of them, searched the land, rent their clothes, and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search is an exceedingly good land. Think about this in verse 8. Caleb and Joshua said, If the, the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation, babes, can you imagine? Thought about getting stones, to stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation for all the children of Israel. If you'll go on and read that story, God wanted to destroy those people. Moses stood, made up the hedge and said, God, don't do that. I'm thankful for a man of God in my life that'll make up the hedge, Brother Mike, that'll stand between the living and the dead and say, God, spare them. Be like Abraham said, God, if there just be 50, would you spare the city? If there just be four, I'm preaching. See, some people don't want a man of God to be over their life to tell them what, they, what thus saith the Lord says, Sister Amy. But I want a man of God to put my feet to the fire, amen? I want a man of God to read me what thus saith the Lord says, amen? And I don't mind stepping out here just a little bit and tell you, I don't mind a man to just tell me what he thinks. Because if God trusts him with his word, I can trust him with my soul. tell you real quickly and I got to go but I'll tell you about a story of a friend of ours his wife and had a young daughter Sister Z's here from Mount Zion and she, she'll back this story up they had a two year old daughter his wife and the two year daughter was on the road traveling the van turned over and the van flipped and laid on this child and her little old eye her head was squished 
Her eyeball popped out. She was bleeding all over. And the highway patrolman went to her and said, Ma'am, what do you want me to do? And she said, Just give me my baby. I got to go home. He said, You really don't want me to call the ambulance? Or the... She said, No, just give me my baby. I got to go home. He took his baby home and gave it to her husband. And said, Debbie, all they knew to do was pray. So all they knew to do was to trust God. And, and I know all of us are sitting here going, Are you out your mind, people? And I'm not telling you they was right, Brother Borden. I'm not telling you they was wrong. I'm just telling you that by faith they just stepped out there in that limb. And they prayed for like three or four hours, and God started moving. And that little eye come back into her head, and her head straightened out, all the bleeding stopped. And if that lady was here today, all you would, if you didn't know the story, Pastor, all, she's got a little, I think it's her left eye, that squinched down just a little bit. Is all the scar that's left that God healed this child, Sister Amanda, miraculously. Now, what a God. But I want to step you one more step further. I've heard people, some apostolic Pentecostals people, Brother Leonard, condemn this man and this woman for what they've done. Condemn them. I'm not talking about some church of another believer. Brother Tyson, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about your own people. See, these two spies, I mean, they went back and they say, it's just like God told us. <laughs> it's really there, folks. It's really there. But nevertheless showed up, Brother Pope. I said, but we're just, we're just like little ants. We're like little grasshoppers in their sights. What can we do? It's not what you can do, but it's what our God can do through us. Huh? Peter could have said, Jesus, are you crazy? I fished my whole life, and you want to pay our taxes out of a fish's mouth? Elijah never said, God, that won't work, that a raven won't. He don't know how to find me. He never said that. Elisha never stumbled, Brother Wayne, and said, those she-bears ain't coming. Because, and I didn't tell you about the story when he died. They threw a dead man in his grave, and he touched Elisha's bones, and he popped up. Wouldn't you like to talk to that guy at lunch? Amen? <laughs> Woo! Man, you talking about stir you up. Wouldn't that stir you up? Somebody said, man, do you know you was dead and we threw you? Never mind, I'm drifting and I'm sorry. I got to close because the man of God's fixing to start moving, so I got to go real quickly. And the last but least, this is, is, is Brother Donnie, this is, is I, I searched the scripture. I'm going to talk to the pastor here for just a minute because I don't want to be wrong. I really don't want to be wrong. But I've never, I, 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 I've never seen this in the Bible that happened except here in Acts 5, verse 12, verse through 12, 16. And it said, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And, and of the rest, durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And 14 said, And the believers were more added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, I'm looking at the pastor now. And laid them on beds and couches and at the least of the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. I've not seen it happen nowhere else, pastor, unless I missed it. Think of, can I just stop there, Sister Amy, for just a minute? Can you imagine Brother Daryl being sick and she just saying the man of God's coming by. I'm just going to lay him right there. 
just by happen chance, Brother Bobby, that the man of God talking about supernatural power. You talking about some faith to move mountains right there, Pastor. I'm just going to put Brother Daryl right there and maybe the man of God's shadow will just overshadow. Oh, see, right now we got the comforts of everything, Sister Smith. We don't, we don't need that kind of... I just got to get down here. You, we don't need that kind of faith right now, Brother Brian, but we're going to need it. It's coming when we're going to need that supernatural faith, Sister Susan, that the old saints used to preach about and talk about, and we used to grab a hold of that thing. But nevertheless, it showed up and said, No, Brother Tyson, no, don't get excited no more. Don't get excited. They said, Brother Everett, she said, I'm just going to lay some bodies in the, in the street. Now, I understand, Brother, I understand that that woman had the issue of blood, just wanted to touch his hand. I got that. But JT, they said, I'm just going to by faith put him at just in by happenstance. There might be enough Holy Ghost in the shadow. Good God, I feel this thing this morning. You understand? Just... Church, we need to stir up that gift. We need to stir that thing up inside of us. Because it's inside you. You just got to stir it up. Just stir it up. It's there, church. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We don't need to wait until we got somebody dead to call on. We need to have a relationship before this happens, church. We got to know God, and God's got to know us. I got to close because my time's over with. But I'm going to tell you this real quick story, and I'm gone. And I, I understand this. I do understand this. And, but just bear with me for just a minute. Had a dog, and, and Sister Z's heard this story, and I'm sorry to repeat it, but probably the most phenomenal thing that's happened to me is I had an old flea dog. Just an old, nasty old dog. But he was my dog, Brother Everett. And he got out, and he left. And Sharon, I tell you, I just went crazy. I just didn't know what to do. I wanted my dog back. I put up posters. I put an ad in the paper. Sister, man, I got nothing. I, I said, I want to put a $500 reward. And honey said, no, you can't spend that much money on no dog. I got to get more Holy Ghost boldness with that wife of mine. Amen, Brother Tyson. Give me some amen, Brother Tyson. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm drifting. I'm sorry. But anyway, for a month and a half, I just walked around. All I knew to do was quote scriptures and pray fast and I heard a preacher say one time said if you if God ain't heard your prayer he said maybe you ought to fast more and man man you know how hard fasting is I like to eat man are you crazy but I love my dog and I wanted my dog home so I said God I'm gonna trust you some more I'm gonna fast some more and people come to me I called a friend of mine up in North Carolina I said man my dog's lost and I need you to pray for me he said pray for your dog you want me to pray for your dog. I said, man, my dog's lost. I want my dog to come home because he's my dog. I said, Atlanta, that's what Sharon did. <laughs> After a while, Sharon said, get over this thing. Your dog ain't coming home. My helpmate. I got that Job syndrome. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I 
But see, I said underneath the man of God, Brother Dale, that said there's nothing impossible to those that believe. That Pastor Huggins was a faith man. See, that man that I told you about his, about his daughter was Pastor Huggins' tent boy, and he's seen all the miracles that God walked in that man's miracle, and he was a, an evangelist. See, that seed was there. That's why he wasn't scared to take that daughter and pray and ask God. Because really, he just got to get it in. See, faith just got to get it in here. But anyway, I'm going to get back to my story because I got to go. I'm sitting at the house. Sharon had a woman's meeting at church. And all I knew to do was just sit out there, Brother Rayleigh, and just cry. <laughs> Not because she went to church because my dog hadn't come home. She needs church. <laughs> Two months rocked on. It's just honest God's truth. I'm sitting out there, radios are playing a Christian gospel, just trying to saturate myself, Brother Jerry. I'm crying. My nephew drives up and he says, Uncle Wayne, he said, Did Roscoe ever come home? I said, No, son, I don't know what happened. He just never come home. He said, I think I found Roscoe. I said, Say that again. <laughs> Faith just started bubbling all up then, Sister Susan. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, church. There's nothing impossible to those that believe. It didn't matter to me how many people Steve told me my dog wasn't coming home. It didn't tell me, it matter to me how many times. Brother Dave, people laughed at me. I didn't care about that. Because I serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Could I get you to stand? I don't know who in this house needs a miracle. I don't know who in this house needs God to transform and change your life. But I'm talking about this supernatural power. He said he could do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think. But it's according to the power that works within us. Could we give the Lord a big cheer this morning? This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806. Or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.